Welcome back to YouTube with the boys. So we have a fantastic episode for you on Mogul Money Live and other recent news. Okay. How many weeks do you shower? How many days a week do you shower? Uh, three. So today we're going to talk about Mogul Money Live. Mogul Money Live was an event put on by Ludwig. Um, he had done this um, TV show called Mogul Money in the past, which it's been, not basically, it is a Jeopardy ripoff uh, where he got streamers on and asked the questions and all of that. And this was his big live event. So he did it in person on a stage at the YouTube theater in um, SoFi Stadium, which is just pretty crazy. I believe it's seated. Uh, YouTube theater is a 6,000 seat music theater, which is pretty insane. I think he had it completely full. He had everybody there, just a full crowd. He did the show live on YouTube as well as in person. And it was a massive success. It was his most popular YouTube stream yet. I'm getting uh, about 147,000 concurrent viewers at one time, which is impressive, not even counting the 6,000 people in person. And it was just a really cool event. Um, yeah, so what was really cool about it is, um, it, it was a good representation, I think, of how powerful streaming is. Um, because like, let's be honest, a lot of times when you go to Twitch and I'll go to Twitch right now, you see these creators and you see these view counts and it's a very arbitrary number. Of course, you know that, you know, 34, like Hassan is 34K, you know, that's a lot. You know, Mizkif having 21K is a lot. Pokey having 18K, you're like, okay, yeah, that's more than an average person. Of course, you have the random events where people get 100K and you're like, yeah. But to really think about that as individual people watching is kind of crazy. Like it, it doesn't normally process in my head that way because you know you have chat of course and that is somewhat of representation of people watching live but it's just messages just words scrolling across the scene yeah sometimes you can see it going faster sometimes you can see it going slower but it doesn't really necessarily represent something larger to me i i think that mogul money live when you heard the crowd cheering you heard them you know barking for nick ledwig's roommate flat triangular bone that constitutes the back of the shoulder nick what is the scapula that is correct are they are they your dogs out there i got my dogs here <laughs> can i get some wolves for nick <laughs> there they are you heard ms kiff doing the crowd work you heard all of them screaming booing being sheep this representation of the 6,000 people in real life from Twitch chat was just really, or YouTube chat now, was just really like, whoa. Like, it, it's somehow like when you, you think about that, like sometimes when the Minecraft streamer stream, that's like a stadium, people watching a game. It's really insane to process that. And especially, I think, you know, how engaged the crowd was. I think this is a really cool event because a lot of times with comedians or even concerts, but more specifically like with comedian or game shows, not all of the crowd is fully invested, right? You have some people who are just, you know, maybe first time just wanted to go to a game show, just wanted to, to go to the comedy clubs where they're watching this random comedian, right? But it seems that at this YouTube theater, 
every single person that was at the theater wanted to be there. Like they were there for Ludwig. They knew Ludwig and they knew all these other streamers. So it was a really cool event in the way that like you could say they could say things directly to the crowd and they would respond knowing what would happen. Like they they all had these inside jokes and other stuff like that and they kind yeah, of understood the memes. Excuse me? Oh. my juicer. Are you insulted that you're the first person picked? It means you're the dumbest, kind of, right? Um, no, I'm the smartest because I'm driving first. But wouldn't she draft people she thinks she can beat? Um, yeah, but I want my show, so I mean, I deserve to be here. It's a good point. It's a good, she, you do, and you might yeah. beat her ass. We'll find out. Really? Yeah, you go against each other. This is the team that will fight We're each other. We're facing each other. One oh. of you will win oh. and go to the finals. <laughs> That's what she tries to me. She thinks she can beat me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was just kind of successful in that way. That I've never seen uh, that big of a crowded a crowd of people, um, and a small atmosphere like. It's a crowd of people, but it's almost an atmosphere that's comfortable. You know, like you don't really, it's hard to describe, but like, yeah, so when you get a big crowd, you lose some of that um, familiarity. You lose some of that sense of a community. So in this case, when there was a small crowd of people, um, it didn't really like, in this case, when there was a large crowd of people, it it was still connected. It was such like um, a mind-boggling thing that really seemed to be uh, I haven't seen anywhere else. That it was a community. It was a representation of an online community that were was niche enough to be so united, but still like big enough that there was a large portion of them. And that was a really cool thing. And I think that we're going to start to see more of this as more YouTubers do live events. Um, I think that possibly, you know, you could see like someone like OTK putting on a live show and all of this. And yeah, I know YouTubers have gone on tour before and I imagine it might be the same thing. Like I'm not saying that Ludwig is pioneering this field. I know like Cody Ko and Noel Miller have been on tour. I know the Jacksepticeye has been on tour. Crank Gameplays, you know, a bunch of people have been on tour. But this is kind of the first time I've seen a video of it actually kind of live. And I was like, holy, holy cow. Like this is real the the love that these people have for these creators is real and i also imagine that that would give the creators other even other than ludwig who were who were up there you know a bit of a confidence boost i think seeing those per- people uh in person probably allowed them to understand um that yes these people that are on their view counts are real and they are watching and they do care about them. And those, you know, emotes you see in chat actually equate with real people cheering in like, I, I imagine that must be a mind boggling experience. Even for me on such a small scale, like I, I can't imagine being right now, if I was, I, I'm not a streamer, but if I had like five people just listening to me speak like this, random people, that would be so odd. And I couldn't even imagine having... It, on such a large scale. And I also think that we're beginning to see um, streamer events that are just better produced. We had the kind of OTK, I think, it, I don't know what it's called, but that whole games thing they did. Not a seminar, but like they had like games 
um, where they like had a, what is it called? Games Expo. They had that whole gaming expo where they had the crowd and everything, not the crowd, where they had that really cool set and introduced all these new games. And it was um a really, really cool setup and it made me like kind of proud be like wow streaming is going in a more produced direction we had qt cinderella at the streamer awards and we've had i there have been other live events but basically what i'm just trying to say we're getting more and more produced to a way where i think that we're just going to get some really fun things soon fun activities um fun shows fun this and that I think there's nowhere to go but up, and I think a lot of streamers just have their mind on how they can innovate and how they can make new things coming out of COVID. Now that we can get in person, now that there is space, a lot of streamers gain the growth to do this in, you know, they gained the growth to do these more popular things in the capital now, and I think we're going to see a lot of cool shows like this happen. Yeah. So I just want to say hats off to Ludwig. I watched, I think, at least like an hour and a half live and maybe like an hour offline. But it was a really good show. Uh, everybody who was on, amazing. Connor, Nick, Will Neff, um, Saikuno, Pokey, XQC, Leslie, Ms. Kiff, Soda. Everybody was really great on it. Uh, I found it funny when the show kind of went off the rails. I think that added a charm because I think if you try to make it too produced in two put together it would have lost kind of that streaming charm that you usually get because at the end of the day most of the time streaming is like an improv thing and it's kind of like for the people by the people so you wouldn't want it to feel too too kind of commercial and it it, it rode the line very well where it was you know enough of a good production to be enjoyable but still had that like makeshift production flair of what where things went off the rails at different times soda showed up showed up on stage with a wine and a water people were complaining about how the game was working it was really enjoyable in that way um so yeah i just wanted to say it was a great event and i think um ledwig is an amazing creator i think he's doing another video game tournament tomorrow i think he's just gonna be on a really good streak of good events and i hope that he raises the quality of the creators around him Yeah. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost. And the FDA. So something else I wanted to talk about, um, YouTube-wise, was Mr. Beast. Uh, Mr. Beast released a video maybe a week ago. At this point, four days ago, uh, which is I didn't eat food for thirty days. Um, he's approaching ninety-eight point two billion subscribers. And here's what I find really interesting: Mr. Beast spoilers thirty-minute video. He fails. He does not. He is not able um, to last the full 30 days. Eventually, he has to eat. Gordon Ramsay comes over, and he can't. He can't not eat Gordon Ramsay's food. That's what it comes down to. It. I'm going to try not to eat what he makes. I'm going to make a sandwich. Are you telling me now you're not going to eat it? It depends, unless it looks really good. But, uh, he, I pissed Gordon Ramsay off. Just take a little bite, but, um, right? 
Mr. Beast, um, I think this is a really cool kind of, not symbol, but like, <laughs> it was a really good way to change up the content. I, I know this sounds dumb, but sometimes it feels as if there are, Mr. Beast videos are too perfect. You can't see someone, you know, get money every time. You can't see someone complete a challenge every time and win every time. It's the losses that make, like, that add the variability, that add the tension to everything. So by, you know, having him fail, the fact that he failed on the 13th day or something like that, and making it 13 days without eating is incredibly impressive. I don't know if I could do that. Probably couldn't. I had to go like 30 hours once without eating for something. And it was harder than it should have been. But basically what I'm saying is him losing adds variability. It kind of shows um, that he can he can lose and challenges can fail, which I appreciated. I think that adds a level of tension to his content because if you get all wins, you know, there's never a will they win or won't they win. There's just an expectation of like the content you're going to get every time. But by doing this, you get the variability you get the the question, you know, you you're actually wondering what will happen in the end. So by releasing like the losses like this, I think there's another challenge he failed in which um he like was trying to spend 24 hours underwater or something. Or something to that effect. But something like that as well um it's impressive um to say the least. I think that shows that he is He's a good enough creator to realize he he hasn't gotten trapped in a perfectionist way. Like, I think he's trapped in a perfectionist video production. Like, this is going to be weird to describe. Um, but I think that he's perfectionist in the way he wants every video to be the best video he's ever made. But I like that he's not a perfectionist and that every need, every video needs to have a successful outcome is what I'm saying. And I think that elevates his content more than people realize. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that was really effective. He's also approaching um, 98 million subscribers or, nine, or 100 million subscribers. That's what I meant. I think he's at 98. But to say, <laughs> I think this is probably the fastest growing channel on YouTube ever. Maybe T-Series beat it out. His T-Series did grow very fast. But he's about to be over 100 mil, which is insane. It feels like just a month ago, it was like, wow, Mr. Beast is at like uh, 20 mil. Whoa. And now he's like this popular. So that's actually insane. Um, I'm really excited to see what he does for the 100 million special. I think it's going to be really cool. But I think, you know, Mr. Beast in general, some the other things that kind of elevate his content is what he does that isn't a full video. Like the other day, he posted a TikTok once he just rented out a theater for the whole minions trend on TikTok. Which to do that for that short form content is just evident that he puts his all into every single piece of content he's making, no matter the size of him. So yeah, that was also really cool and impressive. Um I don't know if I have anything else news wise. Um it's been just generally cool to see, you know, everybody's reactions now that it's been over a week um, to Technoblade's passing. I think that we've seen a lot of creators come together. I saw uh, Satis released a cool tribute today. 
I know Wilbur and um, Philza did a stream. It was really wholesome. Um, and it's just cool. I know Minecraft also put like um, a crown on the pig in the launcher. And it's just really cool to see everybody come together. I think that we're, you know, kind of... Everybody was... It's It's nice. A lot of times we get drama and division on YouTube and just things that are very negative and toxic. So for this tragic event to kind of bring people together, I'm happy to see everybody approached it in such a positive way. And um, I just want to say thank you guys for your support on my techno tribute. Um, it's amazing. I just want to say that is probably, I think, my best. It's my best week ever on the podcast. I've been doing this podcast for, I think, two years now or about, and it was the best week I've ever had uh, because of that tribute video or the tribute podcast. And wow, just thank you. Um, It has 419 plays, hasn't even been released a week ago, which is absolutely incredible. And I think it really shows how much he meant to so many people. And if I could have, you know, helped you think of fond memories of him or helped you just grieve or get through it in any way that means so much to me so i appreciate who everybody who listened and hopefully you know thought about how much of an amazing creator and person he was yeah um so thank all of you so much for supporting that um i i really appreciate it and uh I appreciate the whole community in general coming together to support Technoblade. Um, I think that's all I wanted to say this week. Um, but yeah, you guys are awesome. Um, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.